Today's Shir Mr. Buryomi is Daf Ayin Gimel Omid Aleph, and we're finishing off today in the second volume of Mishnah Bura, Simon Kuf Ayin, which is the third Shir really in this Simon, this beautiful Simon that deals with the halachas of the meal etiquette, the proper way one should conduct himself during a meal. Mitzvah will finish that off today. Sif Yud Ches at the top, the Machaber says, Hanichnas Lesuda, if a person enters into a meal, Lo she shouldn't take the portion that's assigned for him and give it to the waiter. Because something could happen during the meal, the Mishnah will explain what we're talking about. What should a person do? Instead of giving it to the Shamas, he should take it in front of him, and later on, leave it there, and later on he can give it to the waiter. Mishnah explains in Sivkat Lamites, the Bach gives the following explanation for this Machaber. When you give it right away to the Shamas, it looks like the portion that you've been assigned, that you've been given, isn't really a nice portion. And it's uh, very belittled in your eyes. You don't want it. And therefore, that's what it appears like when you give it right away to the Shamish. Therefore, in order that this shouldn't be the case, when the Balabaz gives it to you, leave it in front of you. That's this way you're accepting it graciously and nicely, like it's a nice gift. And then, subsequently, when you give it away, it will appear like you just weren't hungry, you just didn't want it. And therefore, when you give it over to the Shamish later on, it won't have any negative connotation over here to the Balabas. That which the Chama wrote, that there would be some sort of a kilkul, some sort of a problem that would come out of it, wrote Salomar, the Bach, saying that that Machaber meant, This is to prevent the Dvar Kilkul, meaning a fight or an argument between the Balabas and the Oreach, the guest. The Balabas says, What? That's not a nice enough portion for you. You give it away, and the Oreach responds, and therefore it can escalate, and therefore the Dvar Kilkul that the Bach says the Machab is talking about is a fight that would occur between the Balabites and the Oreach if he gave his portion right away. That's the Bach's understanding. Lavush perish kipshuto. Lavush explained it straightforward, more simply. The lefikoch lo yitnenu take it l'shamish. The reason why you shouldn't give it right away to the shamish after it's put in front of you. Shema yek kilkubasuda because maybe there will be some accident in the kitchen and they're going to suddenly need that food. V'yitstarich l'chelik azad. That portion which you now gave away is going to be essential to be divided up amongst the other guests. L'chelik l'sharim l'subim, and therefore it's going to lead to trouble. So therefore, what should you do? Don't give it away right away. Wait till after the meal, or at least until after the food has been distributed to everybody, as we'll see in a second. Then you can give it to them, because then there can't be a kilkul. Everybody has their portion, so if something happens, it's not your problem. Because of a taz, the taz, therefore, based upon this lavush, says, the lefizet, in tzorich lahamtin, you don't have to wait till the end of the meal, rak ad achar shiniach l'kolech l'chalko keroi. As soon as everybody's gotten a portion, then you can give your portion to the waiter if you want. When a person makes a suda, he should go and personally serve the drinks to the people around the table. As Goran Kedushin says, that's more of a proper etiquette for the host to do this and do this in a magnanimous, generous fashion. Sif your test. The Machaber writes, Orchem Hanichnosim Eitzel Balabais, when guests come into the house, Enim Ashurli told me Lifnehem, Velitain Lifno, Oliadusha Balabais. They shouldn't take what's put in front of them and give it to the owner's son or to the owner's servant. What should they do? If they wish to do this, they should make sure that they ask permission from the Balabais. Is it okay if I give a piece to your son? Is it okay if I give something to your servant? The Mishnah Buri in Sivkot and Mem explains, This was set up by the rabbis because of a famous story that appears in the Gemara in Chulin Sadi Dalit. 
There once was a person, he invited three guests to his house during years of famine. All he had to feed them was three eggs. So he gave one to each of the guests. The son of the Balabais came, and one of the guests had mercy on the son who he thought wouldn't have anything to eat, so one of the guests gave the son his egg to eat. And the second guest did the same thing. And the third guest did the same thing. So now this kid has three hard-boiled eggs, so to say, in front of him. The father of the kid comes. He sees he has one egg in his mouth, and he's holding the other two in his hands. And the father gets very upset. He thinks the son took the eggs, and they were for the guests. He hit him, and he hit him to the ground. And Nebuch, the child, died. When the mother saw this, she committed suicide. Also, she was either so depressed, or she actually jumped off the rooftop, and she died. And then the father, the husband over here, when he saw all of this, he also went up to the rooftop, either out of depression or he jumped. Look in the Gemara in Chulun for the details. So this is a tragic, horrible story. And therefore, the rabbi said, don't give to the children unless you know that you have permission to do so. Because of Magen Avram, the El Yerabba, the El Yerabba and the Magen Avram both write the Dafka Bechi Haygab, the Dashas. Only if the circumstances are exactly like that which the Shas described. Shaisa Suda Mitzum Semes. There was an exact meal. The guy only had three eggs, and it was a years of famine. Umizbayish Balabayis Kishiyachsulem, and the Balabayis was very upset when he saw his son with the eggs. He now said, "Now I have nothing to feed these guests who I invited in." However, under normal circumstances, if under normal circumstances, Baruch Hashem, there's plenty on the table. And if you give the kid a potato, you give the kid something from the from the table, it won't make the table any less full with goods. So then, of course, you should give to the child. And certainly, if everybody's finished eating and there's leftovers over there on the table, certainly certainly you can give to the child or to the servant the leftovers. However, the Sefer Shem Rukach says, no, you take it literally. The Gemara Chulun said, don't give unless you have permission. So even if it, the reasons that the Gemara Chulun don't apply, the opinion over here of the Shem Rukach is, don't give unless you have permission. The issue footnote number 31 says, even if you say that you can't do it without permission, that's only if it's dealing with something that the Balabais will certainly need. It's a mana chashuva, something important. Avodavar muat, if it's some small minor thing on the table, could go in a pre or kadome, you have a little grape or a fruit on the table, so then the Kafachayim writes, ain lochu shema yovi balabais lidebusha. That will certainly not cause the owner to be embarrassed if he doesn't have enough for all of his guests if you give one of these grapes or an apple to one of the kids of the Balabais. And he says it's actually a good thing to go and give them because this will be this will increase the friendship and love amongst all of Klai Yisrael. That's one of the reasons why we give Shalach Manos on Purim. The purpose there is to make sure that there's love and friendship and kinship amongst all of Klai Yisrael. Mishnah Burin Sivkat Mamalov says, Oli Avdo, in dealing with the servant, Yeshomin the Davka Liavdo Oser. Only to the servant itself is it also to be to give without permission. Avolashamish for the waiter, Hamishamish, but to Suda Shari. That you would be allowed to give without permission. However, the Yeshomin, the Avlashamish also, others say no, the Shamish is included in this, this dinner as well. The issue for number 32 reminds us that we learned in the previous simon, Kuf Samach Tes, that there are rules whether you are holding or whether the Shamish is holding a cup, then you shouldn't give it to him because it could lead to uh, the owner of the house, the Balabayas, being angry and you end up dropping the cup or the waiter ends up dropping the cup, so therefore you should be careful not to give it to him while either you or he are holding a cup that could possibly spill. Siv Chof. The Mechaber brings down, Niki Hadas Shiv The very 
Eulich of people, the very pure people who lived in Yerushalayim. They wouldn't sit down to a meal. They wouldn't sit down to a meal unless they knew who would be sitting at the table with them. Why? They were big Talmidei Chacham, and they were Erlich, very, very important people. And it would be improper in a Gnai for a Talmud to sit next to a person who was an Amoritz in the meal. Now, Sifkot Membez in the Mishnah Brewer, he writes, This is even brought down in the name of Achronim, which we'll see the Chavetz Chaim, the Bir Halacha, Dibra Masko, Loi Musubin says, was all based upon the Sefer Mati Moshe. And he says, not everybody agrees with this. And that Dibra Masko, Loi Musubin, the Chavetz Chaim says, I'm not sure of this Makar, and the Velt is not careful with his din. Now, in regards to the Makar, it's brought down with the asterisk in the Bir Halacha that there is a Tosus in Pesachim, that does discuss this. But in any event, the world doesn't seem to follow this Halacha about being careful who you sit next to. And the Chavetz Chaim continues, Umeyashas, from the Gemara, in the Paraketz of Mavarachim, in Brachos, it states over there that the concern would be that you're going to follow after them, therefore don't sit with bad people. But that seems to imply only by Yisudas Rishos. And here it's talking about even Yisudas Mitzvah. And therefore, the Alzea Shaykh Mashum Chazal, therefore we are lenient over here because what Chazal say, Mitzvah Beidno, the Osik Po, Magne, Minhayisurim, Umasli Minachet. If you're dealing with a Sudas Mitzvah, you'll be protected from all sorts of suffering, and as well, you'll be protected from sin. Now, the near Ali, the Chavetz Chaim adds, Shafilu Lidei, even according to the opinion, says you shouldn't sit down by a Sudas Mitzvah with the Amoretz, Im Yochelios Toeles, Mimasha Tamuchachem Mesiv Shoma. If the Tamuchachem's influence over there would be a very positive influence on the people that are sitting at the table. For example, he says, You have some sort of a shul dinner or some sort of a, a gathering together of people that are doing some sort of a chesed activity. They have their dinner. By having the big present, that gives strength to their institution and to their doing their work for that institution. And therefore, the Chavetz Chaim says, that's absolutely not a problem. And he says, that's the cover for the Torah, that it will cause a strengthening of people doing the mitzvahs of chesed and other kosher activities. And then he further adds, it might not even be usher when he says that you shouldn't sit with them, it means literally sit right next to them. But if you're sitting in the same cheder, if you're sitting in the same room with them, but at a different table, so then that's not a problem, even according to that opinion itself. The Allah adds over here, if those if those people are desirous, the Amiratsam are desirous of learning to the Torah or Musa and the words of Musa that the Chacham will give to them, and they're not making fun of the Torah, they just happen to be not knowledgeable. So then then it's a mitzvah for the Tamachim to sit with them, and to teach them how to be an Yid, and to teach them Torah and Musa. And therefore, in this way, he's not only improving himself, but he's also improving them. He also stresses that if you aren't going to sit with them, you should do everything possible that they shouldn't realize that you're not sitting with them because they're Amaratsim. That will lead to Eva, that will lead to hatred, and it's not a good thing. Siv Chafalev. The Mechaber writes, If there's a waiter that is serving two people, He's allowed to partake of the meal with them, even though they didn't give him permission, because this way they'll be able to bench Zimun together, as the Mishabur will explain. 
However, if there are already three people there and they don't eat him for a zimun, he's not allowed to go take the food from the table unless they gave him permission to do so. And the Mishnah Brewer in Sivkat and Mem Gimel writes, the Mistama, the Stam opinion, the default position would be that two people would be only too happy to have a third person join them so they could bench with a higher level benching called Zimun. The Sratzul is that they would want this, that the waiter should eat with them a little bit, from their food, in order that they should benefit by having a Zimun, the three people benching the Bracha of Zimun. Therefore, therefore, if they're eating a food that is not something that you bench on, he can't go and take from them unless he's given permission to take. Then because of the Yeraba, the Mishnah says the Al Yeraba writes the Efshar. This might be the Hu Adenim Hayochlem Tisha. The same halacha might apply if there were nine people eating over there and Dover Shemizamnin Alzeir. Of course, it's something that you're benching on, and therefore Yochel Asiri Gamkin Lechol Blorishus. The tenth person could go take something even without asking permission. Again, the same idea. The Mistamah, the default position would be Nichalahu. It would be preferable to these people Kedei Shiei Lohem Zimun Bashem in order they should be able to say Nevarach Elokeinu Shachalim Yishalo. They should. The word Elokeinu should be Mavarach B'Shem, so it's worth their while. The default position, one can assume, they would like the waiter to go and eat with them so they can have ten people over here to be Mizamin with the shame. The Alokha adds that when he is allowed to go take either the third person or the tenth person, according to the opinion, says the tenth person can take, he's only allowed to take up to a Kezayis, and that's in order that he can be Mitztarif for the Zimun. But if he were to take any more than the Kezayis, which is more than is needed for him to be Mitztarif, then he would have to go and ask Rishus. This is going according to the opinion, obviously, that in order for the third person or the tenth person to be participating, to be mitzvah with them, he has to eat at least the kezayis. We'll discuss those dinim much more when we get to the halachos of benching and benching with the zimun. Now we go to Sif Chav Beis, the final Sif in this Sif. After the person has finished drinking, and there's still some wine left in his cup, for his friend to drink, so the halach is, go wipe off the point on the cup where you actually drank from, because that's disgusting that he should drink from that exact spot if it's not wiped off. But, don't pour the wine out, because that would be baltashlis, that would be wasteful. And in fact, the water, the wine that's left behind is still good. And therefore, wipe off the place where you drank from and give it to another person to drink. However, if this was only water that was left over, then you can pour the water out over the place where you drank, and that would both clean the cup, and that's not considered baltashlis when you're dealing with water. Mr. Buri Sivkot Memdal explains, We discussed this in great detail in yesterday's year, and the Mr. Buri is referring us to that Sif Tezayin, where we discussed what the halacha is nowadays when people drink from a Kiddush cup or when people drink from a Sheva Brachos, listen to yesterday's shir, or look in the Mishnah Brewer, Siv Katan Tezayin. Siv Katan Memhei, Kidei Lishtov Harok, Shenaga Derech Sham. That when you pour the water, if it was water in the cup, over the area where you drank from, so the water will clean the area where your mouth touched the cup. The issue, footnote number 33, brings down that the Marasham points out from here in Mechabra, who says you can pour out the water, that you see that there is no din of Baltashlis in regards to Ibud Maim, throwing away water. However, it brings down the Sefer Eitz HaSodeh, who says, Yesh Omrim She'ein Hetelishboch Maim Elokishyesh Sibolasos Kain. Here you are allowed to pour out the water because there was a reason to do so, to clean off the lip of the cup where you put your lips on the cup. And therefore, that's why you're allowed to pour out the water. But otherwise, you shouldn't throw away the water. If there's no reason, one wouldn't be allowed to waste water. That would be considered, again, a baltashkis situation. Now, we're in the middle of this Mishnah Burr, but let's finish off the Ramah first, and then we'll come back to this third line in the Mishnah Burr over here. The Ramah concludes, and he says, 
After you finish eating all your food, you should always have salt. And after you're drinking all your drinks, Shasemaim, have some water. Kamoshi is barla common simon kufayin test, as we'll see in simon kufayin test. Benirali, he says, my own personal opinion, this is the Ramah talking, that's when there was no salt in the bread already, or in the other foods that you ate. And likewise, it's talking here that you should have water after the beverages if those beverages didn't contain any water. But if that's not the case, there was salt in any of the foods that you ate, or there was water in any of the drinks that you drank, then one doesn't have to be concerned about this. And likewise, there are other reasons why we're not desired to have salt and water after the meals and drinks, and we will learn those from Yitz Hashem in Simon Kuf Ayin Tess. Now we go back to the Mishnah Burr and finish off. Third line of the Mishnah Burr. We'll learn more details over there in Simon Re Shlamet Aleph. Then Mishnah Burr tells us, In order to prevent forgetfulness, the one should make sure that he doesn't eat from the heart of an animal, or that's either a domesticated animal, one of the behemoths, the cows, goats, or sheep family, or the chaya, the kosher, wilder animals like the deer, the antelope, ibex, and things like that, or from a bird. The Gemara brings down, Morgan Avram brings down this Gemara, that this is a schooler, a negative schooler, so to say, for shichicha, for forgetfulness. Dishafut number 34 points down from the Chavos Das that this actually doesn't apply to women, it only applies to men. Then the Mishnah Bura brings down, cause of the El Yerabah brings down the name of the Shalah, Yetiv Libo Bisudas, a person should enjoy his meal, Imat Bim Harbe, whether it's a little bit or a lot, Yochal Pito Basimcha, a person should eat his food with happiness. Furthermore, a person should eat healthy foods that are good for him, that will be good for his health. Not what he happens to be desirous of right now if it's not healthy. Likewise, don't sleep right after you ate. You should wait a little bit, give the food a chance to digest, and then go to sleep. The Rambam has a lot of this discussion further about proper meal etiquette in the sixth parak of Hilchas Deus. Furthermore, the Shala also was very carefully teaching a person not to eat too much, not to drink too much. You should eat enough just to make sure you stay healthy. And this way, that you can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly. And if you read in this fashion that all you're reading is to keep yourself healthy, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then every suda calls sudasav havin suda mitzvah. You're basically turning every one of your meals into a suda mitzvah. He says, further look in the Al-Yirab over there, shevi od kama inyonim hanogim inyons. There are further details and other etiquette for the meal. The issue from number 35 brings down that a person shouldn't eat gluttonously ever. And certainly in his youth, if he eats like a ben so remora, zoleo v'save, that will unfortunately follow him along through life, and that's not a positive thing. And he says, Anshe Maisa, it's brought down in Simon Reish Lamed Aleph, Hayonogim Lomar Kodum Achila, before they would eat, they would say, Hinini Rotz Elechol Velishtos, the purpose of my eating, it should be, I'm eating and drinking, Kidesh Eya Bari, that I should be healthy, the Chazuk and strong, Lavodas Hashem Yisbarach, and that I can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu better. That's the purpose in eating and drinking. And likewise, if a person wishes to go and finally get a kapara, so then he shouldn't eat everything at his heart desires. He should try to limit himself somewhat, and in this way, that would be a kapara for his sins. This concludes this wonderful simon on the halachos of Musr Besuda, the etiquette of the meal, and the Mitzvah Shem, we will start Kuf Ayin Aleph next time. 
I recorded this year now on Erev Rosh Hashanah, so it gives me a chance, you'll be listening to this much later, but it gives me a chance to wish everybody who's listening, as well as all of Kalei Yisrael, a good Geben Shdor, a Kasim of a Kasim Tover, a happy and healthy year, a year that we can learn halachas together, Mitzvah Shem, for many, many years to come. Kol Tov.